You're in the face of stream Consciously weaving the collective dream Grounding nature's magic in reality Welcome back to Confessions of a Faisal podcast. Um, I'm your host, Raven, and I have Taylor Faye back with us again. Hey, Taylor. Yeah. And uh, yeah, today we actually decided that, and the reason I want to have Taylor back on here is because we've been reflecting this a lot, but we want to talk about the shadow specifically in the Faisal and just how um, we're integrating that. And I did pull some cards um, from the Brian Froud Fairy Oracle, which we will talk about at another time as well, because a lot of fae souls or people identifying in that consciousness um, have recognized that that specific Oracle deck is more like a gateway into the Enchanted Realms. And so I, without going into too much detail about the cards, I did feel called to share them collectively with the listeners because right away I got Penelope Dreamweaver, which is an art piece that Brian Froud did that's kind of like his own guide, I guess. Yeah, and and she embodies basically what we're doing here. So we're both showing up authentically. This isn't a regular podcast where we're like, hey, these are the questions, these are the answers. We're really tapping into more of that intuitive body the heart chakra, and then um, I guess like co-weaving the fairy that everybody's already experiencing in their internal reality more into a new level of consciousness as we ascend our consciousness where we're collectively reflecting deeper heart truths. Is that like a fair analogy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was really excited. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm excited got, too. Yeah, I'm excited too. I got uh, Sylvanus, which is all about, he's kind of like a fairy of the mask of truth. And that is definitely my style in how I tackle the shadow. And he's all about putting a mask on to identify what we mm. are not, which kind of seems counterintuitive, but sometimes you have to get in something. Sometimes you have to explore parts of yourself that you think you aren't in order to really identify what you are. And then the last one that flew out, because three flew out, was the fawn, which the fawn essence is all about that natural magic that lives within us all. So I just felt called to share that at the beginning of our episode. And... uh cards to I love that you got the dream weaver uh I land on me just before this call so they always show up just before we start weaving yeah and and they're such a great um they're such a great embodiment of that weaver and that medicine and then yeah so Taylor if you don't mind what we were going to do this episode um, for the listeners is we wanted to kind of invite that Dreamweaver energy as we go into this authentic discussion on how Taylor and I are interpreting um, the shadows or those subconscious parts of us that maybe we haven't reclaimed which if you're identifying in the face soul stream is basically like it's you're gonna have to learn how to kind of integrate your own shadow and 
with mm-hmm. that Dreamweaver kind of collective opening up the heart to everybody, um, regardless if you're just absorbing this information or whether it is really triggering you to ground more of your dreams into reality. Um, we want to open it with a grounding kind of visualization, meditation. I don't know what you want to call it, but Taylor, I'll pass the thread off to you if you don't mind to get our listeners all centered. Before you, forest, a slice of forest paradise in the north. Bits of snow collect around the bases of the trees. Leaves on the ground, browns and greens decorate the landscape. It is winter here, but you can feel the warm breeze from the southwest blow against your face. You breathe in that delicious warm air and let it fill your body. For no reason, for no purpose, you walk into the woods. Hearing your footsteps, one in front of the other, guiding you. You smell the smells of the forest, the pine in the air, the rot of the soil. And you feel at peace at peace with your connection to this place. And as you walk, you see a massive, beautiful maple tree. Its branches swaying gently in the wind curling and swaying, gnarly, old, wise, beautiful. Its limbs are bare, its leaves have fallen. There is a beautiful, green, bright, vivid, green patch of moss at the base of this tree. And your footsteps take you to this patch to lay your body down. You lay here 
comfortable and held by the moss. And as the sun pours through the forest between the trees in streams of light, you feel the sun on your bare skin. You take in this sun, this warmth on a winter day and you open every pore to the energy of the sun. And through each pore, a stirring, a stirring, a buzzing. Your body is transforming. In the sun's glow, your body grows warmer. Your temperature is higher. You can feel that on the inside. And your begins to grow soft, beautiful fur emerging warmer and warmer you feel this heat feel so at peace with this soft wild fur growing from every pore protecting you from the elements. You stretch, you bend your body. Your feet don't look like your feet any longer and your hands don't look like your hands any longer. Your nails are long allowing you to run through the forest, have grip. What a beautiful transformation to be so at peace with the animal you're becoming, the animal that you are in the animal that you have been. The sounds and sights of the forest heightened. You are part of this place and you feel that in your bones. Let us come back to our human forms gently and softly, retracting our claws, retracting 
the fur from our pores, but still maintaining that beautiful connection to our wild and to the woods that we just visited. Another deep breath through the nose and an exhale through the mouth. Thank you for joining us here today. Wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was really powerful. I, um, mm. yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm like kind of giggling just because um, I thought that was really amazing. Um, and what a way to connect us back to our roots. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. You're um, welcome. It was just funny because <laughs> I thought like I, I was like kind of when we went into the animal and the growing of the fur, I was like, I would I would say that even for me who loves being in the animal and like investigating that part of myself I I did feel like discomfort at times um even mm -hmm. though I felt safe with your voice so I I just was curious um yeah it just was a curiosity I'm like wow you know if somebody's never really embraced that side of themselves you know listeners by all means um, message Taylor or I how that impacted you or um, felt within you because mm -hmm. I guess I you know sometimes I take for granted like how easy it is for us to like shift into these things but that going that deep really allowed me to see like oh I still have like some shadows or maybe some discomfort in like having fur as an example or you know really being in like the just primal primordial self so mm -hmm. that yeah, was really, I really beautiful yeah <laughs> and some of I mean that was just intuitive I did <laughs> yeah <laughs> it came it came what needed to come came through <laughs> yeah no it's just I'm like still kind of like I'm still grounding I'm like okay all right I'm like that is a classic example of I would call that an example of setting this the stage or the scene or the space mm -hmm. for a shadow um, exploration of like that is shadow integration because we're touching on like the animal soul the lower three chakras the part of us that like you said it's in our bones it's in our blood it's in our knowing it's that is what kind of roots us into everything that we are mm -hmm. and uh yeah, it was, yeah, it was really beautiful. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, for me, I, I think coming in touch with my animal, really, in my shadow integrations, that's what helped me become more in touch with my human. Yes. Like, I 100% right? agree. Yeah. Yeah, actually, okay, cool. I love the direction. <laughs> I love the flow state of this. Um, but now let's talk about that. So I want to briefly mention the before we start diving into like kind of maybe some things that 
people can do to investigate and integrate to a deeper, truer faith. Um, I, the threefold agreement is something that I'll discuss in depth when I have, um, you know, Daya on and we'll talk about the actual core mythology that it's coming from and the Mm storylines that were like really responsible for that. But essentially that is the agreement that the fairy are running on, that the original um, fairy accord, that partnership between fairies and humans is governed by. And essentially it's, um, it's, it's about unity, respect, and this threefold alliance between fairy beings, human beings, and then the animal kingdom, which includes mythological being like uh, creatures as well. So, mm-hmm. That is kind of all I wish for you, like the listeners to know, but I wanted to touch on, cause this really illuminated when you said that, when you said, um, cause that's a truth for me too, that the animal and exploring the creature or exploring that really primal self and maybe how it's instinctually interacting with our human Mm-hmm. That bridge was really intrinsic for me as well. And I find that when I'm observing with this, I guess, more integrated face or others, I would say that they, a lot of people go to the fairy, <laughs> like where they're just in the fairy, which there's nothing wrong with, but then there's a lot of denial. And I know Taylor, you and I have had a hard time with that. Like, you know, there could be a denial or, um, an opposing force of that we are human. And then on the other side, if we are identifying as fairy and human and we're not diving into the earth or that animal connection, the creature connection, then in my opinion, like then we will just have a really hard time grounding the fairy and yeah. truth. And we'd be ignoring the threefold agreement yes. within ourselves. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But I love this, like, I guess what I'm trying to pull as a thread is this creature and the human. And maybe we can talk about that, like how in your experience, like, so let's say, as an example, I because I did have a little bit of discomfort. So all that did in the meditation, all I did for me in my own practice was observe it. And then I still allowed myself, I didn't want to go on that mind thread, I allowed myself to stay present in what you were offering. But now mm-hmm. I might explore deeper in my own integration practice, I might, I might go deeper into like, okay, you know what, you really need to imagine yourself with fur as an example because you didn't really fully love that and so when Mm -hmm. we have a discrepancy that's an invitation of your soul of your heart being like hey Mm -hmm. here's something that doesn't feel great and as long as it's healthy like we should be exploring maybe the whys because what that will allow is that'll allow it to service so I guess my curiosity for you Taylor would be like how have you integrated the creature with the human um, like or maybe some tips or some specific examples if any yeah. come to mind yeah I mean I've been very fortunate to have you know, but we all have nature spaces that we can go to. Um, but I've been fortunate to have nature spaces that are private to me. You know, mm-hmm. I think that, of course, this work can be done anywhere. But to have an audience can sometimes be 
more difficult, as I'm sure you can relate to (laughs) Um, the beautiful work you've done. And and that can be very powerful having an audience and it can, there can be a purpose for that. There can be beautiful things that happen out of that. But when we're doing the deep, dark shadow work for a lot of us, and I think for a lot of fae creatures as well, it can be a very private thing right and mm-hmm. the people that are close to you that you reflect with um in a in a deeper way then quite possibly that would be that would be the only spaces that you're you know maybe being as honest about it uh if that makes sense if that resonates um yeah, yeah. and I think that having um, a realm of the forest where I can go, where I know that I'm alone, where I'm completely alone is where I can unleash my inner wild, where I can explore fully as a wild creature in a, in, in the safest place to me. Right. And obviously safety is also, Uh, subjective and you know all of that sort of thing Um, so you have to connect to self about that but but a place where you can be alone where you can explore these things and I think that that comes through with like a comfortability with self right so there's some groundwork that needs to be done I think as well yeah. Um, so what I was hearing, I just want to like make sure that we're all on the yeah. same page is because, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I love like, obviously, if we're going to go out and be wild, that's a great tool. Go somewhere private. Yeah. And I love the word choice, unleash, like literally yeah. unleash. Go, I've used <laughs> like, I've used items as symbols to like put a leash on yeah. as an example and then break out of yeah. it. So that's something you can do, but yeah, yeah allowing yourself that private space, but yeah, um, because this shit self, doesn't look pretty. <laughs> no, especially when you're in the animal bones of it, right? Like that is, that yeah. is like parts of our innate, well, that's really part of our innate divine child too, right? The one that yeah. like yeah. just screams, just does, just doesn't care. So that's the beauty of exploring this part of your creature is that it will lead you to this this pure innocence. Um, but you mentioned the self. Mm-hmm. And so the self is an archetypal structure co- coined by Carl mm-hmm. Jung. So we can all look that up. It's essentially like, well, the self is like the true divinity source flowing through us. But if we look at our own individual quests and becoming a truer human, I think there is some truth in what you expressed that if we're not if we're not in a position where we have developed a deeper and i mean we're always integrating so it's not like you have to reach some place yeah. and then do it but no, we have to have never. that sense of trust like in the human in the self mm-hmm. in who we are in order to hold space for that inner wild to unleash right like yeah yeah um and then your maple and, tree and it- no, go ahead. Yes, the maple tree. Well, I was just going to say, say and, and it, it, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> sorry, when you were, <laughs> we're like that. Ah! Um, ah, the tree. No, I was going to say trees. All I wanted to say 
say was trees are really good. I use trees as a neutral observer for my wild to feel safe. That's all I wanted to touch on was that that is a really great sentient alive being that will witness you in your all without judgment. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. We're like (laughs) creature time. We're unleashed now. You can't yeah. stop us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm like, go ahead. No, I'm going to talk. Okay. But seriously, go. <laughs> I was just going to say that like, yeah, it can be very scary. And I remember in my teenage years um, when dreams and things were coming very strong to me and things were showing themselves to me and and the that integration, I, I, you know, I always had this like, oh, I'm connected with the dark, like I'm, I'm a dark, you know, I always was like intrigued by the dark. And I always wanted to explore it, you know, that like, angsty kind of from that <laughs> angsty rebellion point. But, but I, it wasn't integrated. And I can look back and I can reflect on that. And I can see where those like, super deep fears of my animal and my wild manifested I can see it and so it can be quite it can be scary you know and that's okay and it's okay to be scared of the wild because it can be scary but once you've once you are like no it's part of me like hmm maybe this so what I started doing alone you know, because the, the woods can if you're if you don't know it. And I would say to myself, I am the scariest thing in these woods. Right? <laughs> like that was Whoa. one of my practices. Integrating my my fear of the dark or the or the forest, because I lived alone in the woods in a cabin. I couldn't psychologically, like I could have, I could have lost myself easily. There, there were times where possibly I did, but I always came back and how I came back was I was like, I, it it is just me. The fears that are reflected outward is just fear of myself. Mm. And You know, <laughs> yeah, that's powerful. It's, uh, it's powerful truth right there. Yeah. Yeah. And fear I, I do want to talk about the wild. forest because, yeah, a lot of people, it's that's such an interesting thing. So maybe even that's like a shadow integration that people could take on themselves because, yes. you know, even in my urban forest, I get people all the time, all the time, especially now that it's darker earlier in the year. It's like, they're like, oh, you're out here alone? Like, oh, you go to the forest alone? Oh, you're always, especially for, I don't want to 
talk genders, but I will say that specifically it has been a law of divine feminine that are like afraid. So maybe that's a practice like you could do. Not that we're encouraging you to go get abducted in the forest or do dangerous things, but maybe even during the day, like if walking in a trail is intimidating to you, you could do a similar um, visualization that Taylor gifted us and, you know, or take an item Spiritual gear is something that I love using and spiritual gear for those that don't know, it's literally anything that you craft inside the imagination or inside the physical realm that helps empower you on your quest. So you could take like a stick, you can craft a, a, you know, like something that makes you feel more connected to your creature, your animals, whatever part of yourself you want to explore Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. go on a hike right? In your new empowered lens of, okay, everything that my mind creates as a fear is exactly what Taylor just suggested. It's, it's, it's a part of ourselves that we're not looking yeah. at, that we've projected externally onto something. And yeah. we really need to look at whether it is. Now, some, some of those projections could end up being illusions, but that's the point of shadow integration is to like demystify yes. that for yourself. Right? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. completely agree. Yeah. It's uh it's big and and I yeah, when I and you're right about it was the divine the divine feminine that I noticed was like, "Oh, I could never do that. How do you live in the woods by yourself?" You know, yeah. like I could never do that. And it's interesting because I noticed that there's a a huge surge of people listening to like murder mysteries and things as well. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of dark stuff right now. Right? And it's just like perpetuating that external fear. And the story. And like, can we zoom out? Like, (laughs) and at a Penelope Dreamweaver fairy level, it is literally perpetuating that narrative collectively. Yes. In a story where we're just reenacting it, whether consciously or not. Yeah. Self, self-fulfilling prophecies are real. They are. Oh, yeah. completely. And I have seen it <laughs> in <Yeah>. my own experience. <laughs> That's because archetypes, like we won't dive into this. If you want more information on shadows, like integration and stuff like that, I am co-hosting on the Warrior Goddess Witchcraft podcast doing things with metaphors. But archetypes are symbols and images that are existing in our narrative. And that's what we're touching on when we are literally zooming out into this, uh, what I call the dream weave. And to give an example, if I have an archetype inside of me, because they're completely autonomous. So right now, even Taylor and I could have archetypes that are simultaneously communicating between us without our awareness. And and an example Mm -hmm. of this is, um, you know, if I project my creature onto her or something like, I'm like, oh, she's comfortable with the fur. I'm not. Well, that could just be like a subconscious narrative that I'm reenacting. And if I don't catch that and take it as a curiosity, then I mean, Mm -hmm. that one's maybe a poor example. But I guess what I'm trying to get at is that these stories, we should look at them, in my opinion, as more of like, fueling our own inner sovereign story 
and whether they yes. serve or don't serve. And so when we are reflecting, um, and I love our example, Taylor, because Taylor and I are actively, I would say, really reflecting healing, which could be our entire earth walk this life, but healing that inner uh, threefold agreement of the creature, fairy, and human. And so mm -hmm. we're pretty good. I don't know if you would agree, but I would say you and I are pretty good at catching like our own projections of self yes. onto the I, other. I mean, I think that's what's so powerful about our interactions. You know, I think that that's like when we reflect with each other, that that is, you know, I think a reason why we're drawn to each other. Well, yes. So on an, on a psychological level, that's archetypes yeah. that are literally yeah. because all archetypes are polarized and they want to reach wholeness. So how does our psyche, our brain do this? It goes, Hey, <laughs> there's the creature that I want to be, even though you don't know yeah. it. So for those that are really attracted to Taylor on her Insta and they're like, I don't know how she's in the woods alone. I don't know how she's naked on the moss. I don't know how she's doing these things. <laughs> you don't even need to necessarily ask her, though. I'm sure she's open to it. But you you can take that as a reflection of your own self. Mm -hmm. And instead of saying, I don't know how to get there, you can ask yourself, okay, what is it about what I'm witnessing here that I like? And what is it mm -hmm. that I'm afraid of? And then kind of mm -hmm. making your own little decision based on that. Okay, well, I like that she's comfortable being nude in the forest and I I like that um you know I don't like being alone in the forest so then you just there you go there's shadow integration live action yeah facing it head on yes <laughs> love that <laughs> yeah yeah sorry I'm like I'm yeah. so we always get that erotic fairy flowing too so I'm always like nudity <laughs> moss yeah well, yeah <laughs> Take your pants off. Leave your shirt yeah, on. Just get naked. Get a near animal. <laughs> but that is but a beautiful true. too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so much truth in that. That practice of maybe this is something that people can practice, right? Is like maybe you don't feel comfortable going in the forest alone yet. Maybe you don't have a place where you feel safe being completely alone, but where is your safe place that you feel comfortable being completely alone and exploring yourself, you know? And, and that's, that's just it. Like be, take your clothes off and be naked and like climb around your furniture, you know, like you don't have to be in the forest, the forest is very powerful to do that in, but you don't have, it's, it's your own exploration of your animal and you can do that anywhere. You know, there are just spaces that will hold you in different ways. Yeah. I love the way you worded that. Cause that would be my only suggestion. I completely agree with everything you said, but if people that are comfortable being held by the forest, like the forest is, is literally holding yes. you. Yes. And uh, the deeper explorations that we can achieve. I, I, you know what came through when you were kind of suggesting that? So I want to go off of the, the visualization that you offered, which is, okay, like if everybody after this or even during, like maybe you're taking your clothes off right now and just hearing our voices creates a discomfort because even though we're not physically there, we're receiving information that could trigger 
that integration. And that's kind of how I do it. But um, I was going to say two of the methods in the Raven Haven that I've openly shared with pitchers and like discussions is to take it a step further, especially when we're talking about shadow integration in the Fae soul specifically. Two things that I will gift to you right now, and Taylor, I would love your reflection on this. Um, when we're taking our clothes off or we're exploring those parts, and I love the visual of, you know, being naked and not looking at ourselves, like you can look at yourself in the mirror, but not looking at ourselves like, oh, complaining about the body or, oh, I look so hot, but like taking it into that creature, taking it into that innocence and climbing on your furniture. Two embodiments that empower me right away to feel safer is I call it the satyr, which is, for those that don't know, it's an archetypal structure in Greek mythology that is literally half goat, half man. Um, if you want more information, uh, I think it's called uh, Mythology Explained and See You in History are two great YouTube channels you can check out on that. But what I do is I leave my pants on sometimes and take my shirt off because right away that helps me feel safer in a masculine embodiment because I, I equate that to not just taking my shirt off, but like being actually embodied or connected to that satyr. And then the reverse mm -hmm. is true. So experiment with, I love the reverse satyr where I take off my bottoms, exposing the most vulnerable part of ourselves and keeping a shirt on. And, you know, maybe feeling into like the Selkie, which we already learned on the episode I did with Selkie Selenite is um, a seal that's like shedding its whole fur and becoming an embodied um, being like woman or man, but mainly woman. I don't know if you do anything like that, Taylor, but I have found like taking my clothes off differently in awareness with like what archetypal structure I'm integrating or exploring actively. It's so empowering. It's way different than just taking yeah. your pants off. It's like, Oh, okay. I'm going to take my like fur off. And <laughs> it's way different than taking yeah. your shirt off. It's like, okay, I need more masculinity supporting my feminine. I'm going to sater it up. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, this is exactly <laughs> what like, right. You talked about with, uh, Selkie as well is this and it's something I do in my practices and you do in your practices is that embodiment and purposeful embodiment like what energy am I working in today and how can I you know how does this feel when I do this specific action in this energy yes right because only we can yeah, I love this. Like, it's only we know. That's why, like, in the past, I would have packaged and, and I might do like a Seder class or something like that, but it would be in an entirely different energy because of this shadow awareness. Yes. Because I don't want you to all be the Seder version of what I am experiencing. It's much better for us to loosely explore things that we're resonating with and attracted to. And then just getting curious with loving awareness as yes. opposed to this like judgment of self that we get. That's the human. The human yeah. is the one that's <laughs> been programmed to like, I don't know, wear a suit. Don't even get me started on the James Bond archetype, which is total reverse <laughs> Seder. It's the Seder you didn't know you were. It's the businessman Sadering you right in front of your face. 
but go yeah. look at that archetype and you'll see it. You'll be like, wow, James Bond is just being a goat man, but playing with his cards face up in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> and you will never unsee that. You'll never unsee it. And <laughs> it's oh, true. Yeah. I'm, I'm wild today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Um, I was curious though about the creature specifically or the shadow, like, but other than, you know, facing things, like, I'm just curious if you have any other like integration. I know we talked about when you were younger and I had a similar experience with that darkness and where we could be embodying, I guess what I'm trying to articulate, we could be, and I am guilty of it, um, embodying the shadow in a negative way instead of integrating it into our heart truth like so I was curious yes. if you had any I don't know yeah. wisdom on that or teachings or sharings yeah I think a lot of that is trial and error you know because if we if we're not actively exploring it we're not going to know and I'm sure you in your explorations of this you've probably can you know maybe at first you're like oh well, I've seen it we've worked through things together I think on both sides yeah. of like oh I'm I'm just in this right now and then you're like okay well let's come let's come back and be like and step outside for a minute and be like okay you know is this is this a al- is this aligned with my self and my heart path and is this the energy I want to bring forth you know, or does this just feel good in this moment? Because I'm like, exploring something like there's, you know, we can be embodying something that maybe is darker and maybe feeding something in a negative way. But we have to, like, that's where that, um, what's it called? It's like self responsibility comes in, you know, it's like, we do have to check ourselves. And if you're not checking yourselves in your embodiments, then yes, I think that you can move forward into a negative place. And those places just come, like learning comes from that as well. Like it's it's okay if you're like, oh no, I really liked being, you know, the reverse James Bond Seder. <laughs> you know like (laughs) you know like oh I really liked that you know like why why did you really like that like that's that's where the work is you know and it's well that's the difference between yeah I am okay being the reverse James Bond Seder or no the reverse James Bond Seder is no way shape or form part of me and it's a program I'm reenacting unconsciously yeah Is that fair? Yeah. Because I do want to touch on that. Just because I'm kind of making fun, that doesn't mean that it wouldn't be maybe somebody else's like full heart embodiment of truth. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And only only the person doing that work can know. So it's like, it's hard. (laughs) I think this is why we're always like, you know, and I think it's really beautiful that we always come back to this place. It's like, you can't, yeah, it's like, I can tell you that you can explore this way or I can suggest that you yes, can explore exactly. that way, but, but it's, you're going to find what it's only through the process that you find and you learn about what are the programs 
what are aligned in your heart truth. Yes. Oh yeah. And the creature. So I do want to just circle back just for our listeners, because I just want to make sure that everybody's receiving this. So for the creature and the human, so I'm going to kind of take it in this different way and maybe you can Mm -hmm. feel if it aligns. If I kind of look at myself as the example and what I teach in the shadow, typically, um, the mind, the mind is more of a human component and the mind it, like has our programs and everything and it is a tool. But what can happen if we're not checking in is we'll start to follow what the mind is doing. An example would be like, oh, I, I'm a fairy. I'm doing all of this on the surface and we can lose ourselves if we don't have that creature connection. So the animal connection is a very beautiful connection to check into regularly, to explore, to have fun in. Because if, like, if we're not kind of just taking those moments to check in to does this path have a heart and a way that you can check whether a path has a heart or not is to just take a moment to pause and breathe. Because a lot of times if we're too in that human mental body, then, and this could probably maybe relate to how you were like expressing as the teen and I know I've done it too, is some of the freaking archetypal structures of taking over your vessel are fun. It's fun. It's fucking fun. It it could be leading you astray. And it's no different, even though we're by ourselves looking at these things, it's no different than playing out a loop in our relating or like if we're in a toxic relationship and we're going through the same fight over and over and over and over again, you could be doing like something maladaptive, which just means that it's like working in opposition to your truth um, without yeah. realizing it if it's in a wound or a shadow because it will f- be feeding that trauma, which feels good. Mm-hmm. That's why we reenact it. Yeah. Does that make yes. sense? It okay. does. And I think – probably what we're talking about right now and is is probably sounding maybe a bit overwhelming and yeah that's (laughs) right and you're not alone like just to our listeners like you're not alone in this like a lot of people are exploring this way and reach out to the people that you are interested in reflecting with and you know there are there are people like Raven who have offerings like this, you know, like who can help us see, you know, that's why we like, everybody is a reflector, right? We we're all reflecting. We can all use whatever, (laughs) any sentient being, any, you know, the tree, the, any human out there can be a mirror, but there are people that will, you know, and you can do that with yourself but there are people who are very aware of it and aware and somebody who's aware of it reflecting with them can be super helpful tool for you and we don't have and you know and I think that's the biggest thing with that both of us have learned in our exploration in our face we're not here to do this alone Mm. you know and shadow work can be dark and it can be grueling and I pulled the death card before um, we started this and I pulled it the last time at the beginning of our last podcast. <laughs> and, <laughs> we and are not afraid just, of death. 
We're not. And that I think that, you know, obviously death is one of our biggest collective fears. Um, that fear of the unknown. It's there's a there's a huge, you know, place in ourselves that we need to get comfortable with. We need to get comfortable with the unknown. Mm-hmm. And our human minds don't, you know, our egos, we can go into all of that, blah, 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 but fights that, right? But the animal creature, you know, the animal will still be like, oh, keep myself safe, keep myself safe, because that is animal. But the creature, moving into the creature, we can, it can help us embody that unknown and that comfort in the unknown. And we don't have to explore it alone. And I know a lot of us have, and you can do it that way. But it's a really beautiful thing to reflect with people who have gone through it, who are are going through it, because we constantly are. And that's the death brings us back to the death card, is that we will always be going through deaths and rebirths. You know, the exploration of why we came here (laughs) is an ongoing beautiful exploration and it's getting comfortable with that in the discomfort get comfortable in the discomfort because it's here you know yeah Yeah, and integrating the shadow head on is way more effective in my opinion because otherwise you're going to spend a lot of time deep diving into a rabbit hole that never ends ever yeah um and we've both been there (laughs) (laughs) we have so yeah I was gonna say as an example like Taylor and I as reflectors literally alchemized wonderland in its entirety out of our individuated face holes now this is the difference because I love what you said. I love that you invited the listeners to you're not doing this alone. This is why the Face Soul podcast exists. It's because and the and the feedback I was already sharing with you, the feedback I've been receiving is that people are not you're not coming on here and listening and receiving like, "Oh yes, this is the information I'm taking all this notes." Most people are saying, "Thank you for illuminating stuff I was doing alone already." Because this isn't our magic. This is inside of us. And yeah, we we reflect all the time to deeper truths on narrative. So if you're meeting somebody in a specific narrative, and what I mean by that is what storyline is your soul you know, being called forth to reenact. So if you're as example with Taylor and I, if we're kind of on the surface joking around where we're like, fuck. I've been digging in this fucking rabbit hole, like, and and then she's like, oh, yeah, I just saw, like, a white rabbit on my hike today and this and that. Like, those are little invitations where we can go deeper. And, and all I mean by that is you don't even have to think exactly like what you said. You're not alone. We're pulling this into reality together. We're alchemizing all of this together. And you can just authentically have a conversation and – vulnerability is key because when you can be when you can ground in your truth whatever that is and and have the courage to be vulnerable and 
integrate a shadow head on, which is like, oh, hey, Taylor, I, um, well, let's use a live action example. Hey, I want you in the Raven Haven. I love your energy, but I'm still integrating a wounded masculine that indirectly fed off of my fairy and I don't want to pimp out other fairies. Well, that's vulnerability. And then Taylor came and was like, oh my gosh, like I completely respect this. Thank you for sharing like a masculine witness principle and like what Perhaps, like, without projecting, but perhaps other divine masculinity feels this way because we are mm-hmm. tapping into a larger storyline. So I don't I, – hopefully that made sense as an example. But we can have the courage to share, like, oh, I'm jealous of you. Like, I know we don't have that, but I'm trying to use, like, a muggle example. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm jealous of my friend. She's so pretty. Like saying that to your friend, not in a way that changes her, but in a way that shows vulnerability and is like more so asking for that reflection to integrate to a truer self is huge, huge work. And that in itself, just that example, we could have an entire podcast on that. (laughs) Yeah, we we, we should, we will. Yeah. (laughs) the feminine like reflection of each other and you know the just yeah like oh the sisterhood yeah yeah I, I remember the most the power most powerful thing um or one of the most powerful things that I experienced was when me and my sisters I have two two younger sisters sat in a car and cried about how we all felt ugly with each other. Like that we were project, you know, that how that, how we made each other feel. Like I was never competitive with other women or anything, but my sisters, I always felt a lack of beauty or something, right? Self-conscious and how we all reflected that to each other. And to be vulnerable in that was like, whew, right? Yeah. It was crazy <laughs> and beautiful. And the beauty that came out of that and the, the deeper connection forged with my sisters and the feminine because of that, you know, is that's, that's part of the shadow work as well. Like a big part of the shadow work. That's huge because that's also, um, without going into crazy depth psychology, that is individual, it is generational, probably Mm -hmm. karmic, and then Mm -hmm. therefore ripples into the ancestral lines of our collective (laughs) integration of the shadow. Just in like crying in a car with your sisters. So on the surface, you know... Check into those discussions, especially around the holidays. Yeah. The holidays is a great time to look at your face soul shadow. Yes. Um, you know, just check in when there's something on the surface that's happening that's uncomfortable. Yeah. We can be asking ourselves or opening our hearts to see. And what was that quote? What quote? <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. That there, I don't know who said it, but I always fall back to it. It's like, oh, you think you're enlightened? Go spend a week with your family. You know? Oh, yeah, <laughs> like- yeah, <it's> totally- <laughs> yeah, that's what you signed up for. That is karma. 
you have kids instant karma like that's literally what they are they are they are karma incarnate and that is not a joke it's it's true it's true so yeah it's so true I'm not seeing my family this year thank goodness um but I'm just kidding I love them and they that was true too is once you start getting kind of more authentic too is you really create that space for the entire family and your generational lines to flicker out and yes maybe we went to human I don't know if we went to human or to whatever but not that it matters but I've just I didn't kind of expect this episode to go this way I guess I don't know why I think well I think so we've we've done that and I mean it is it's so close to the holidays I think that might be a portion of it like uh, probably a lot of our listeners are going to be going to see their families so just like just when you are you know as we are going through things in ourselves, externally internally like take a breath like you said you know take a breath it's the same as being like in an embodiment check in just like take a minute to check in with yourself and come back to center you know, so easy in our human bodies, animal bodies to be reactive. Um, well, and that is the animal. So when you are, yeah. sorry, I'm getting passionate, yeah. but that is what it is. When yeah. we see people with these really, really opposing views with these yeah. supercharged feelings, that is literally your animal pretending yes. to be a human. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's what we can do. And I think all of this that we're talking about, you know, yes, it is the human. And and if we zoom out now, let's like zoom out because we always you and I always do this. We like, you know, (laughs) we're like into the the intricate threads and then we're like, okay, zoom zoom out. out. (laughs) This is this is it. Like this is all of these things. That's the, the threefold agreement. Like we are we came here in agreement to like heal these things within ourselves, heal these things or, you know, not that anybody's ever at the like peak healing, like I've reached maximum healing. Like, no, it's like, <laughs> I'm it's, done. It's, it's all, uh, yeah. Like, ding. <laughs> like, like we're not, you know, some of us came here to be monks. Some of us didn't. Most of us did not, you know, like, so yeah, exactly. So this is like this, find what your inner agreement is, you know, what rings true to you on the bigger scale, whatever healing you do within is just a reflection on the larger zoom out, right? Like it's, it's the collect. And I think that's Mm -hmm. like a very facial place to sit is knowing that the threads are connected and that we do weave the threads and all of that intricate stuff we look at on the inside is going to be reflected externally. Yeah. And we are doing this together. And I, you know what this is really bringing up is when I was just sharing with Taylor recently um, because I'm really excited. I'm excited that I'm kind of more grounded in the Fae inside this trinity. Um, Mm -hmm. But I just want to reflect, and you already said it, but like that sometimes when we get really into that, you know, when we're not zoomed out, 
So yeah, another thing that I would love to do with you in the future is we should do feminine and masculine polarities because that's the difference. It's being immersed in the experience and the feminine, the touch, the senses, everything, and then zoomed way out in the compartmentalized of the witness, the observer in the masculine principle of the polarities. Mm -hmm. But I was sometimes when I'm zoomed in, it, even because I do, you know, have this podcast or I am doing a lot of work with the Fae specifically, it can get overwhelming where you think you're alone or you think you have to have all the answers when I don't. And I just reflected with Taylor recently because I'm being recognized more in the human presently. And then mm -hmm. I get scared where I'm like, oh no, like, I probably shouldn't talk about these fairy things or whatever, you know, the story is. And that grounding and remembering that it's not me, like the fairy haven't been grounded into reality in the way that we are moving towards collectively. And that takes mm -hmm. us all, that takes you listening and receiving the information and then integrating it however it resonates. And it takes us coming on here boldly and sharing these deeper truths that maybe we are just living in our independent realities, right? Like, you know, a lot of times it's like, oh, I do all of this stuff alone. I'm talking to fairies, I'm doing all this stuff, but nobody else gets to know that. And so we are shifting from being scared to come out of hiding to now okay, now I'm out of hiding, but you're not alone. We Now we get to reflect at these deeper levels of conscious awareness where we can combine our art, combine what we're perceiving and, and relinquish that kind of, well, it's ego, but like lean into that it's all of us doing it. We're, yeah. we're, we're literally making this reality by our embodiment of it. Yes, the being the being of it. Mm -hmm. I love it. So me too. <laughs> oh man. What else do you have to say about the creature versus animal? Because I noticed you switched in the words and I have something to say about that. And I don't want to go too. I'm not going to go into it, but I was curious. That was my question. Yeah. Um, oh, what was I talking about when, when I well, switched and I switched it purposefully? Yeah. I don't really know. I'm really bad because so I think I think animal it's so what I how I'm seeing it right now and let me know if this resonates with you is the animal is can is for me maybe more connected to the human and the creature more connected to the fae in a sense like perhaps the or the creature is a more aware state of the animal. Something Love both of those. There, yeah, there's like something in there that's that I'm playing with. Okay, I receive this reflection and I love that we can reflect on this live as an example. So I love that. Mm -hmm. And if I think back to my notes or how I just received that. So I was really opening up for our listeners. I was really opening up and not allowing my mind to go visit all the things that I already know about it. I was just like really letting my energy body and the heart feel into what Taylor was saying. And there was some truth. And how did I know that? Because it hit my heart chakra and then I could feel it in the energy where the animal. So I'm going to use your words and reflect it back to you. And you can let mm -hmm. me know if it resonates. 
<laughs> so if the animal is more like a lesser, well, not a lesser, but oh, there's a there's Nova. Is that Nova? There's the animal. Yeah, right on schedule. That's beautiful. So if the animal is more like connected to that human, I think it is more of an easier space to start if we haven't gone there. And it's more of a third dimensional term. Okay, I've got my lower chakras. The animal is going to have fight, flight, instinctual things. And then the creature being more related to the fairy or an extension of said animal integration. I agree with because the creature encompasses all the animal kingdom and that of our mythological beasts and things as well, which is a form of fairy. And so I know in our talks prior, I just didn't want to overwhelm the audience. So I'm kind of like Mm -hmm. trying to be aware of that. In our own reflections, we kind of came to the conclusion that it was more of a human fae fairy right? Like where the fae Mm -hmm. is more of the star galactic being inside the human. And then the creature was more of this like fairy, but like encompassing all of the fairy. Um, So I Mm -hmm. think that I would agree like with how you reflected that. So for those that are wondering, okay, how do I do that transition? I would say in my experience and Taylor, I would love to know what your experience is. But in my experience, if you don't have a power animal or if you're not able to kind of even do Taylor's opening visualization or if you don't have an animal that you can connect with and then practice like embodying like in the suggestions of, you know, crawling around your house naked, then I wouldn't touch the creature like until I have a really established underworld connection in an animal or a power animal or a guide, mm-hmm. like, would you agree with yeah. that? Okay. I do. I do agree, you know, and I think, and I've listened to some of your podcasts with your, it's a, the witch podcast. Oh yeah. The warrior and goddess witchcraft. Like, yeah. And really it's that like, everybody's journey is going to look different. You know, I know we sound like broken records sometimes, but it's like just that reminder that like everyone's journey is going to look different. We're going to interact with different people. We're going to like resonate with different things. Right. And, but if you are feeling that like fey soul pull, then yeah, like there's some things that you have to get comfortable and clear with before you start delving in you know and that's going to look different for everybody yeah and I love the way you said face hole pull so that I don't want to dive down this rabbit hole but I do feel like (laughs) mentioning it if we look at people's words because I kind of like what better way to illustrate reflecting authentically in this frequency than to kind of I guess pull the James Bond put your cards on the table And let people know. So when I'm receiving literally what Taylor is sharing with you, when she says that face will pull, pull to me, take it or leave it, you're going to have your own language. That resonates deeply with my face soul because the things that I've had to face to integrate it is this release of control and having Mm -hmm. that heart pull on the soul. And then I also love that as like kind of a visualization of pulling threads. 
So that's just like a simple thing. It's not like I'm sitting here analyzing everybody's words, but I do pay attention to people's words. So when we're feeling that pull, what that is, in my opinion, is that is your soul's mythogenetics. That is the soul blueprint. That is the pull to reenact this stream of consciousness in this life. So I think what we're just trying to integrate or get everybody comfortable in is if it's still not landing and you're mentally having like a a difficult time grasping what we're saying, then spend some time maybe going to the Warrior Goddess Witch podcast and listening to the elements and how I'm using those to integrate the shadow. Spend some time, uh, you know, the Diamond Net um, is a really good YouTube channel I love that talks about Jungian psychology at a baseline level. But spend some time in the shadow. Spend some time with those deeper questions because if you're going to go and shoot at the fairy without having a grounded base, then you will get led by the mind and the mind will lead you astray every time and you won't be grounding it as real. And it's eleven eleven, So... I don't know. I get passionate about that because of my own path, right? Yeah. We all watched me fucking just soar in the mind of the fairy. And then the roots to integrate that on the other side was pure hell. And it was beautiful. Like, I'm so grateful that I experienced that because now I get to share that wisdom with everybody else. But when yeah. everybody's path is different, there has to be some kind of a base so yeah, I would say hundred percent, get your creature in check. And then the pan, like the archetypes I mentioned, pan is such a great archetype to work with the horned God of nature because <laughs> a, it's a connected to the creature because he's half creature. He's half goat, right? And it has yes. the horns and everything else, but also on the face old narratives, he's a fragment of a, a masculine principle that is anchored into mother earth and so we can explore how that kind of integrates within ourself if we wanted to take i guess that like would you agree with that that would be a direct example of taking the animal to the creature using a god or an archetype yes it's so yeah that one is a very beautiful very powerful one for sure yeah I don't know if you have any other ones that you really like. I know you work Mm. more with the Nordic. Um, Yeah, I work with the Nordic and, um, and, and Celtic as well. Uh, But like ones to explore right away. But like, yeah, I love, like, I think the, like pan is a beautiful one. Um, nymphs are a beautiful one to explore Mm -hmm. um like I think that's a really powerful one actually um especially to connect I'm always going back to like sexuality because that's just you know part of part of my work but um part of all of our work (laughs) but um it's one that you can really like reflect with and your own um, like your own sensual being and that like connection to your body and um, the connection to nature and your body. So I really love the nymph for that reason. 
I completely agree. And for those that don't know, I, yeah, the nymph is kind of like the core essence of my own fae soul. And it was quite intrinsic in my individuation of my fairy. And so, um, I, I also would work with those in conjunction and have because pan in his storyline. So this is where we can take, I just, I know we've been talking along, but as an example, this is where we can take, okay, I've already got my creature Raven and Taylor. I already feel really good in the lower chakras. If you're one that's already got power animals, you're feeling good in your creature and human, and you've got that balance. Now, when we're adding in pan and the nymphs, well, now we get to individuate to our own story instead of indirectly reenacting this story. And what I mean by that is Pan is a satyr and satyr is a very baseline masculinity in the fact that it's like grabby grabby at the maiden at the nymph. Now there's nothing wrong with that, but here's where we get to choose. So this is where you can call in pan in a sexual ritual you can call or embody the nymph and go outside and and for those that don't know nymphs are a maiden they are a sub deity they were caretakers of nature and uh yeah they they're just basically a beautiful maiden embodiment and for me in my own work my own inner masculinity was kind of stuck on pan and what i mean by that is i uncovered that my own inner horn god though respecting of nature was very much favoring the maiden and that reflected in my reality and not only my interpersonal relationships but also with myself so i took the nymph as an archetypal structure as a narrative and i alchemized that with pan to include the mother and the crone Um, yeah. And it was, and that remains to be like now as a result, I feel so different embodying those energies and working with them and being them because now I've taken that as an example and rewritten my own story out of it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. So we can, that's like a next step, I guess. Right. Definitely. Yep. It's yeah. a, it's not it's a next step of integrating in a healthy way and kind of goes back to that um, question that you asked me about whether or not something is negative or you know getting stuck in a negative place right it's like just moving out into like how can I reframe this in my embodiment and how can I in- integrate this in like a quote-unquote healthy way you know even though in the fey world like we know we could get into that the good the bad <laughs> oh yeah we just encompass it all we didn't we exactly. didn't freaking choose this life to be saints we wanted the dark side <laughs> but yeah yep. Yeah, it's just been that's kind of what I do. So you know what, like, I I feel like I I don't know if I like took over this episode or whatever. But I I really appreciate your reflection, Taylor. And and that is an example, like, without Taylor and I reflecting, like, I wouldn't have that, you know, medicine to even say, because it's only been through me, like asking or witnessing how these kind of essences or storylines interact with my reflection of self, which literally is everybody, and then taking that mm-hmm. back. 
So if you want some homework for those listening, um, I mean, without going into, oh, you should go into the creature, this, that, that. If you don't have a power animal, definitely look up how to get one. Or like maybe that's something you and I can do. Taylor will offer like do a journey, get everybody mm. set up with like something. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I would love, love that. that. Yeah, me too. So maybe we'll do that. <laughs> and then uh, because that way then you have a gu- – you're going to have a guide and you're going to have an animal in the other world that will be able to help reflect with you into your creature. Yes. But also I would say – that when you're doing face soul shadow work or like getting a better face soul um, on the surface, take what is happening in your reality right now. If you're embodying the elves, if you're if you're really attracted to doing all of these different crafts, like just kind of zoom out and ask yourself, hey, where is the origins of this story? Because if it's coming from a different mythological creature or being or essence or archetype, then just start there. And if you research it, that's a great place to kind of employ our inner human um, and our inner mm-hmm. Jungian man is to yep. is to actually just put them to work and and go look. Because if like, you know, something with fur right away, I think intuitively in the meditation like what I will be doing after this is it was werewolf for me I hadn't explored the part of my wolf who I'm quite comfortable in and have alchemized Mm -hmm. a ton but the second you had hair growing out of my pores I hated myself and I observed it without going into the story and so intuitively that (sighs) werewolf might be an archetype that now I'll go watch a video on to understand where they came from. And then I might just without judgment, ask myself, Hey, is this playing out in my life? It like, maybe it is, maybe I'm ashamed in my relationships and that's why I can't attract a man because I feel like this scary being that isn't good enough for a human. I, I don't know that that's true. I'm saying that might be a curiosity that I have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that right? hit, that hit me, that hit me too. See, you know? and the words, the hits pay attention when people yeah. are like, Whoa, that hit me. That's <laughs> deep truth. Right. Yeah. The hit. It's a deep, yeah. that's a deep truth. Cause okay. that's a truth I actually just unearthed. So that's, it's like, uh, in what context yeah. do you mind me asking? In, like, in my a- partnership, like in my partnership that like that shame of like being my werewolf self, I guess, you know, like, are you comfortable? Like, uh, could we, uh, could we close that with this is your confession? Like, would you mind sharing it yeah. in a little bit deeper That's, confession? Yeah, of course. Or- <laughs> Um, <laughs> you don't have to. That's why I was like, I'm going to word it as a confession so that, you know, if you're a guest coming on, please know you don't have to, but I mean, it is fun because we do have this option. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm completely comfortable with that. And, and this is just it. It's like, I think, and we touched on this when we were reflecting a little while back, um, about it is one thing to, explore internally and then another thing to be in a close relationship whatever form that is um this the work that I was doing in this instance was with a partnership and it uh yeah things will different things will come up things that you thought 
you had a grasp on, things that you thought you fully integrated <laughs> will will come back up to the surface. And it's that is not something to be fearful of. That is beautiful because it's showing you where you can take your next steps, where you can explore next. Like, I think we need to take it out of this like fear, like, oh, more's coming or more pain or more shame. You know, it's just like, we get to play here. We get to explore and sit in a place of curiosity, like you've said a few times now, is getting curious. Um, through, um, in my partnership, in the reflection of that was, will he accept all of me? You know, will he is my fae, is my animal, is my creature, is my human? Is it too much? And it, the answer is no. And the answer is yes. <laughs> like, you know, it's... <laughs> All right, Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like if the answer is that we we can't control it. Yeah, it's true. We can only be what we are. That's the answer. We can only be what we are. And if that person reflects it back and is there and is there for it, then the answer is you have your answer, right? Like that is the and, tough shadow work. Cause right, if, yeah. if they weren't okay with it, then that is live action shadow where we yeah, get to assess exactly. our self worth. Okay, well, I don't want to exactly. be with somebody that I'm too much for, but yep. I can appreciate how much vulnerability and courage that would have taken to explore, right? Because it's yeah, so scary. It, it did. And sometimes you have to watch it play out and you have to know that you're, I know we've talked about this, you have to know that you're you're acting something out right now. You're playing something out. You're you're actively exploring this and you're, you're poking and you're pro like probbing at it you know like <laughs> yeah and uh and the truth is revealed you know and you can't be attached to the reaction yeah. of another human being another creature another person you know yeah that's love and that is love exactly so I will say that it 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 went well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. So. It's great. And you know what? I know you're giggling and we won't go into details and I won't put you on that spot. But like that, though, I don't have a fucking relationship. <laughs> I'm just laughing at myself. But that's something that I'm most looking forward to in a partnership with somebody is actually that beautiful alchemy when we do to like circle back to the beginning of this episode is when you have those darker, real animalistic, real instinctual, real like, oh, no, am I like, if, like, I was always worried I was going to scare people. Um yeah. When you have those integrated in an emotionally safe, intimate relationship, that gain on the other side of exploration in, you know, intimacy, if I can even say that, um, not that I'm projecting yeah. that onto your share, but I'm saying that 
intimacy and then physical capacity for intimacy and then consciously choosing to reenact maybe storylines like pan and the nymphs but in a conscious way is is that's your goal on the other side like then it's not scary it's not in a wound you're conscious of it and all of a sudden you can put your wolf tail on and have a party with your partner (laughs) hell yes (laughs) <laughs> right? Fuck. I didn't integrate all this shit for nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Sorry, I'm wild today, but I'm in my summer. I don't know what part of your cycle you're in, but I'm in my summer. So I'm really feeling like sovereign and empowered and a lot of energy. I love it. I can feel that. I'm in my spring. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but thank you so much. Like, I think we're just going to wrap it up, but I, I'm hoping that this I'm hoping that this resonated with our listeners in some way shape or form and just know that even if not everything makes sense or maybe it makes full sense it's exactly what you just hit on and I will use that terminology Taylor is then at the end of the day, regardless of what your beliefs are, and we are reenacting myth, story, yeah. legend, or whatever. And if you want to talk about that on a, a soul level, that's just what you came down to do. It's what you came down to experience. And so we can really just start just asking that, like, what am I reenacting right now? Especially if something's going in a loop. So we've already done this song, this dance, this, this, um, you know, thing over and over again. And then it just gives us permission to check in. Yes, definitely. And we're not doing Mm, it alone. I love that. We are not doing it alone. That's the, that's the key reminder (laughs) for us who have journeyed, you know, in and a you have to remind it. for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And and keep reminding, you know, as early as like this week, you know, we were sharing yes. and like gushing love over each other where we're like, yeah, hey, receive this. Like, I'm not doing it alone. So reach out to people that yeah. are supportive of you and your quest because that's when you're yeah. going to attract more. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Well, we know Nova <laughs> wants to go be an animal. So let's Yeah, can you hear her? <laughs> no, I couldn't, but like once she barked uh, and then I think I heard it. Like I don't know. I can it's almost like I can feel her because I have my creature so integrated. Yeah. Like it's almost like I can and feel she, the anxiousness of the animal there with you. Yeah, she is such a like I can feel it too. She's like, "Mom, it's like time to go in the woods. Like, let's yeah. go." Yeah. You know, so and go. what a beautiful way to end <laughs> this and integrate that, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And what a beautiful like suggestion um, for those listeners. Like if you do have an animal or a pet, like lean on them, you know, lean on them, oh. embody them, play with them. Oh. They're, they're a great teacher. They are, they are powerful reflections. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. thank you so much. And I know we're going to do more episodes because we just love to highlight truth in this and I'm absolutely grateful that you exist and I was grateful to have you on this episode of Confessions of a Faisal likewise Raven Aww. thank you for having me oh you're so welcome alright <laughs> <gasps> okay may the fairy in me meet the fairy in you mm. bye <laughs>
Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Confessions of a Faisal podcast. If you would like to support me, Raven Allison, here are some simple, easy ways that you can do so. Number one, if you would like to make a monetary donation to the PayPal link provided in the description of each episode, all of those proceeds go back into projects in alignment with the Fairy Accord and help me continue to host content for free. Another way you can support me is by following my new podcast, The Raven Magic Podcast, which is a podcast dedicated to helping others explore their shadows safely. If you resonate with the face soul consciousness and are new to these episodes, I encourage you to follow along. This was part of my own shadow integration. And if you want more information, you can head over to the Avalon podcast where Dea Isadora and I did a series on the dragon shadow and the fairy accord where we compartmentalize each section of this threefold agreement as an internal and external relationship for you to explore your shadow as well and finally you can become a member of my patron which is a community dedicated to integrating the shadow because that is literally what it is when you are identified as a basal or dragon, or any of this stuff, collectively we are integrating the shadow and we need to provide others with safe community ways to do that, to feel safe in their truth and to ground instead of being lost in a fantasy. So thank you for listening along to this episode of Confessions of a Faithful podcast and I appreciate you supporting me as I continue to unfold my own sacred quest. Thank you.